0: What's up, guys? It's MJ.
1: Hope everybody's having a lovely Thursday. With the holidays approaching, I hope everybody's excited. I wonder if everybody has seasonal depression like I do or if you guys are just healthy. Um, I'm, not really do- I'm not really doing anything. Um, at the moment, I'm just writing. However, this weekend I am cooking for my family, so that's exciting. Um, but other than that I'm not really I'm not really doing anything because I'm not really important what about you Stevie I'm not doing shit <laughs> have you read any good books lately
0: no well I'm reading I'm reading the beta copy of a book but that's I, and that's really good so far. I'm really enjoying it. But if you ask me, every Alexis Winter book is my favorite. So
1: I love to hear that. Um, I have not read anything, so I literally have just been like in the cave trying not to uh, die. Um, I'm trying to think of anything important that I feel like need. I need. Oh, my website. My new website's up, and there's a section that has is dedicated to the podcast. Stevie has her own little like area and everything.
0: I feel like I should have one for for being a PA, too. Like, I should just be all over there.
1: No, listen, you do, though. It says you're my PA.
0: Oh, I haven't been on it yet.
1: Hold up. It says, let let me read you Stevie's little section on my website. It's under the My Podcast portion, and it says, Baltimore born and raised, avid reader of contemporary romance, Stevie is not only my incredible co-host. She also holds my life together as my PA. Her love of books sparked an interest of wanting to dive deeper into the indie book world from blogger to PR company owner. If you need to know something about romance books,
0: Stevie is your gal. Ta-da! Why is it when I go to your website, it gives me this connection is not private. Where
1: are you going? Where did you go to my
0: website at? I pulled it up on Google.
1: No, 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 no. It's montyj.org because I have a new one. The one that says connections, not private, is getting closed down. Glad we had this conversation on this to let everybody know. You can find me at
0: montyj.org. Oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. it worked. I'm not painting this new logo, by the way. Oh, that's fine. If anybody has, I don't think we've ever showed it, but, um, in MJ's office, she has a painting that I made of her. It is. You can't see it
1: (laughs) because it's over there, but, and you obviously you can't see it because, you know, you're on a podcast. But it's there, and that's what matters.
0: Which brings to the next, next thing of business, because we are closing into the end of the year, which means we're moving on to bigger and better things for this podcast. Um, we are going video.
1: Very much so, which is exciting.
0: Obviously, not all authors will agree to do it, so you'll still get um, most likely their icon like when we post them on YouTube, but we are switching to video for a majority of them um, as long as authors agree to it. Um, And you will be able to subscribe to our YouTube channel, which doesn't have a hundred followers yet. So if you aren't, go subscribe to it. There's a wonderful two hour video on there that you can go watch that embarrasses MJ every time I talk about it. I hate that video.
1: I mean, I love it because it's got, like, great information on it. I just wish we could have cut that one part out.
0: Hell, no! we're not cutting that out. That was the best part.
1: (laughs) Good Lord, my
0: dad. But, uh, yeah, so super
1: exciting things coming from the Bookshelf Boyfriends podcast. And And also, like,
0: like tell you that 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 video has, like, over 300 (laughs) likes on or views on YouTube. But then also... When TikTok, it has over 700.
1: I hate it. My dad needs to get his life together.
0: He was so funny. He's like, an, um, he's an integral part of this podcast.
1: I hear you. But anywho, on a side note, uh, the person that's coming to talk to us today is a three-peat offender. Um, that sounded that awful. horrible. <laughs> it's She's a three-peat offender.
0: Please introduce her as that when she comes on, because I have a feeling she's going to laugh at it. Three Pete offender people. So she's been on here.
1: Um, this is her third time joining us. We love her to death and uh, we're super excited to have her on for the this. She's also holiday. one of
0: my near and dear friends and my client as well. I work very, very closely on all her releases now with that, her. nash's pr company so shout out to that because i know tiffany's probably going to listen to this episode so shout out to tiffany um alexis has been a huge part of our pr company and she is also a very 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 good friend of mine i absolutely adore her and she's back again and we're super
1: excited to go chat with her about all the holiday goodness so uh Let's head on over there and chat with Alexis in three, two, one, one, go. Thank you so much for joining us on the Bookshelf Boyfriends podcast.
0: Alexis Winter, welcome, welcome.
2: Thank you. So excited to be back.
0: You didn't say we the are... phrase like you did on the intro when we did our intro. <laughs> what is it? You you're talking to me? I a 3
1: P defender. Oh, yeah. I called you a 3 P defender in the intro. Oh, I like it. Yeah, I I'll know. And Stevie was like, Stevie was like, oh my God, that sounds so better. I was like, no, it just means that she's been on for three times, you know?
2: Uh, yeah, no, know. that's fine. I'm a true crime stan. So I like, you know, that's a great, uh, great way to. Me
1: too. <laughs> I love true crime. It's one of my favorite activities, hobbies, whatever you want to call it, obsession. It's fine. Um, so like we said, we're super excited to have you back on. We love talking to you. I feel like it needs to be just a seasonal thing that we just talk to. <laughs> like every <laughs>
0: season have every first season, first season. legit is releasing every month for the next six months.
2: I, I am could just intimate. come I back know. every month. You know that scene from Bridesmaids where she took nine puppies and she's like, I took nine. I took nine, like I overcommitted. That's how I feel yeah. going into 20 I'm like, I overcommitted.
1: I could We're never here, though. I would I would possibly I would pass out. I don't even want to think about that. But I'm gonna let Stevie's gonna kick it off with some questions about A Very Bossy Christmas. Whoop whoop, go ahead.
0: Since this is my book that I talk to about all the time. Um, it's An Enemy to Lovers with Kate and Damon. What was your inspiration for writing a Christmas one? Because this is not your first one, right? This is your second. Naughty or Nice came out last Christmas.
2: Mm-hmm. So I think, well, first of all, last year when I wrote Naughty or Nice, I wrote that in about like four days. Because all of a sudden, I just decided like, why have I never written a holiday book? And I came up with this idea, and I was like, I'm just going to do it. And so it was it was a rush, but it was received really well. Everyone was really happy that I released a holiday book. And I was like, I mean, it feels like that's like the time. I mean, Hallmark goes crazy, so I thought, yeah. why not? And I had so much fun writing it. Um, and the reason why I hadn't in the past was because like I usually write several months in advance, and so for me to like write a holiday book in July would have been weird. I would have been like, nah. But, uh, yeah, so this year I just decided I definitely want to write one again. And I waited a little later. So like September, um, but I, I had kind of had a little idea brewing in my head for it. And I thought it's going to be fun. And it's, it's a little shorter than my normal books. So it'll, it's just like, you know, why not? It's, it's a romance. It's Christmas. So yeah, just felt like it. (laughs)
1: you look like you could write, you look like you write holiday romance. Like you look like the type of person who would write a holiday romance. And I mean it in like a positive way. Like it's a compliment. Like I feel like Mm -hmm. the way I said it, it sounded like an insult, but it was, it's very much a compliment. Right. But like, I was had a conversation with my friend the other day and they were talking about how they're writing a holiday romance. And I was like, I was like, I I was like, I feel like everybody's writing one. I feel like I should write one. And she was like, don't, you don't look like the type of person who writes holiday romance. And I was like, you know, I think you're meaning that in an insulting way, but I'll, it's fine. It's fine. You write a holiday romance where somebody gets murdered. Yeah. Murder mystery. I want to do one, like a clue version where they're all snowed in in a mansion and somebody gets murdered in that mansion. And we got to figure out if this I would must read it.
2: I would read that uh, that would be that that sounds amazing it's like a fun whodunit like a cozy mystery that would be fantastic
1: I could definitely I'm all for it no it. I could probably do it I think I don't know but I just I, I was like I don't know if I want to be insulted or like as a compliment that I <laughs> give off that I have like a very dark soul <laughs> thanks appreciate it
2: right uh, no I get it you know, I get it
1: <laughs> you look like you just radiate Christmas like when I when I see people when I see certain people I'm like, yeah. Christmas is their holiday. Like, they look <laughs> happy and cozy, like good people. And I'm like, I, I know I don't give off that vibe. I just know I don't. Well, I appreciate that. That's your most that means a lot to me. So. You're Thank totally you. welcome. All
0: right. Well, I would also like to say very bossy Christmas is still number 71 on Amazon.
2: Yes. Jesus. In the top Yeah. yeah
0: it,
1: <laughs> congratulations. Yeah, it,
2: it's doing well and um was received well i'm always a little nervous when i do an enemies to lovers just because i'm a very sarcastic sassy person okay and so yeah. sometimes i feel like i i try to tone it down in my books though because i don't want my characters to come off as completely unlikable especially during the holidays but yeah you, know, you want to make you you kind of want to make the reader hate them a little bit just so the the redemption is that much sweeter at the end yeah
0: oh i, I can say th- that was a mission a mission accomplished <laughs>
1: Great great.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say
1: something but I'm pretty sure it's like down in like the holiday questions and I don't want to like answer it freaking before we get down there. It's not. Okay so the only Christmas movie that I genuinely enjoy is A Ghost, a ghost of Girlfriend's Past and I feel like that's because he's a Scrooge. So, like, the not liking, like, not being likable, I think that would be my my jam. Like, give me a holiday romance where yeah. the hero is an asshole. <laughs> and, like, hates uh, well, Christmas. Damon certainly fits that.
2: Yeah, he doesn't celebrate because he has a tragic past. But, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm here for it. I, won't I don't want to get ahead of, of the
2: questions, though. <laughs> I'm here for it.
0: <laughs> all right. So, we know Kate does not like Damon at all. But that's because he's tortured her. Mm-hmm. Um, he's definitely a very... Difficult person, um, which she, he she gets drunk and and tells him off a little bit about yeah, what he him. caused for her, and he offers to take her home, and this is where everything changes. <laughs> so, what was your favorite part about writing their relationship? Because this couple is a little, um,
2: a little Fancy. different. Yeah, <laughs> I think. I think it was the sass. Like, so something I've kind of, I've, i wanted to write a character that was a little more like the guy being a little bit more of a dick without it being so much so that like, you know, two chapters in, you're like, absolutely not. I can't stand this character. Um, and so I was like, well, I'll just make her, you know, she can give it back to him, but I also don't want her to be, just be someone who is, um, mean for no reason or him mean for no reason like they both kind of have like other things going on in their life that are causing this turmoil so I just thought you know Christmas they always say like it's the time I'm not really sure why they say that it's the time of year to like tell people how you feel um that's so wrong don't do that because depression
1: that's why seasonal depression is why they tell you that I
2: guess Uh, (laughs) everyone's hopped up on Cookie dough. They're like, oh, let's just tell each other how we feel. So I feel like that, you know, that's kind of where my head though was at with this was I was just like uh, the characters. I wanted them to really not like each other and have both have good reason, but it also is like superficial reasons. It's not like he's actually yeah. a terrible person and she hates his personality because I'm like I'm not sure how that redemption plays out. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> change who you are. No, but but yeah, it was it was just kind of something where I was like, well you know we'll make them both a little snarky and um, I kind of liked the calamity aspect too like you just see her whole little day fall apart piece by piece by piece with all these little things that happen to her and he just doesn't care and that's me personally like if you have already had like six different things happen that day and then someone on top of it is snarky to you or makes fun of you over it I'm like gloves are coming off yeah like i will
1: literally stab you in the eyeball (laughs) with a fork um i think that the reason everybody says that christmas time is the best time to tell people things is because that's when they're going to their therapist more often and that's what their therapist is telling them tell people how you feel that's what it is because depression isn't at an all-time high during christmas oh yeah yeah totally like literally oh. see it's seasonal depression is very much a thing nobody's depressed in the summer i am i hate the sun i love
0: it <laughs> working
1: <laughs> yeah i hate the sun i am depressed when the sun is out so i think that mm. that's why everybody says that it's like well, don't move to denver
2: we have three is it days always sunny? sunny yes we have 300 Ew. days the same yeah we have more sun here than florida
1: absolutely absolutely you oh my god i loved colorado though when i went well, I mean, I stayed I stayed high in Colorado the whole time. So, <laughs> like I mean, I probably, altitude. <laughs> no, I mean, yes, I did. That, I, did <laughs> I did stay up pretty high. I did stay up pretty high, altitude-wise. When we went to it's college, a Colorado we went,
2: state of mind.
1: Oh yeah, when we went to we, me and my best friend, it was something that we had always wanted to do in high school and uh, obviously we're adults now and we were like fuck it so we went on like a little girls trip and we're very much uh cannabis supporters so we were like oh this is gonna be the best trip ever but we stayed stoned and hyped like we didn't smoke in the ma- and i just wanted to say that we did not smoke weed in the w- in the woods or anything because a i don't do that and b there was like a fire thing like you're not you weren't allowed to smoke oh, or, like, yeah, have yeah. fire or anything like that because like the wildfires uh, we did edibles and we smoked before we got there. So I just want to put that out there to everybody. Well, I'll
2: say every time I'm hiking, I've been at, I've literally been at 13,000 feet before and I smell it. People don't care.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, I, I was like, yeah. I'm not going to jail and I don't want to be the Right? the are wildfire starts. <laughs> no, I, I fully
2: support that. I'm just saying, yeah, like people, I feel like it's, uh, I've been up that high and I'm like, man, the oxygen's already so thin up here and I'm already so sleepy because it's like my brain yes. slowly dying that I'm like, Oh man. I would be curled yeah. up behind a rock.
1: But yeah, we literally, we got actually high and then walked very high up. Uh, there was one that we we drove up because I was like, I am not fucking hiking 20 miles to the top of this damn thing. Stoned. Yeah. I'm not doing it. I'm not. Do- and I, we took edibles. So it's a full body high. I would literally mm-hmm. feel like a little salamander. I'd be like, ooh, I like, I would never be able to- We would
2: never up. hear from you again. The, the <laughs> bears would get you. You'd Absolutely. roll down the side of the mountain.
1: <laughs> absolutely no joke I would try to pet like some type of animal I shouldn't like I just was not oh, yeah. doing that but I loved I, now I'm kind of sad that Colorado is sunny all the time well fuck that that's out of the list you know what Though so, s- I think
2: <laughs> it's um it, it is extremely sunny here however I will say though that like this last year not so much because there was so much smoke out here it was an idea. Yeah. but um it's it's not like a Florida sun where it's heat and humidity or anything like that so it is plus you can see the mountains which is really
1: yeah it's a stunning Um, state like everywhere you go I was like damn this place is like a postcard everywhere it really is so anyway I'm so sorry I
2: didn't mean to no you're fine on that tangent (laughs) it's fine
0: we love Colorado oh yeah
1: I love weed that's like the king that's like (laughs) capital of weed
0: we were planning our Vegas trip, and she's already looked up where all the um, dispensaries are within the range of the Airbnb. <laughs> I am. Um, yeah.
1: Listen, cannabis is a great thing.
0: Okay, so now Damon has a lot in his past, which we learn in his towards the end of the book. Um, what made you want to give him such a heartbreaking story?
2: I think just again it's kind of like that redemption thing like I wanted to, people to see that like you know yeah he's he's a snarky ass but um he has like good reason for kind of poking his nose into her business you know and he's trying to get her to kind of heal things with her family and be honest with mm-hmm. them and it's not like he's just trying to control the situation and man's mansplaining things to her and um you know he's like hey I this comes from like a genuine place of of sadness and so I kind of wanted to give him it it was my attempt to make him a little bit more uh give him a little more depth I guess I should say um he's not just uh you know a douche uh he's a douche with a heart he has an origin story (laughs) those are the best we love a good redemption
0: arc we've talked about this I'm mm-hmm. still advocating for one of the men in Rocky Mountain to get a redemption. Arc. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I have uh, a plan. I even sent her, like, three voice messages on how to get this <laughs> girl redemption arc. I I good.
1: love I love redemption arcs. Um, I'm, like, the queen of, like, redemption arc. Like, you could probably do, like, the worst things imaginable. And you could have, like, a little sliver of, like, a piece of a redemption. And I'd be like, look, right here. We could do it. See, they had they. Right right here we could do it so I'm queen I love those those are some of my favorite characters
2: honestly
0: I'm like there is a story here Sawyer's ex-wife has a story
2: (laughs) I know I know she does it's like I think it's the fear of the unknown I've never done a story like that Um, yeah you know to like tackle something where people typically look at that person and think like okay you're scum I'm not even gonna waste my time on you and then you're like Mm -hmm. You know, everyone deserves a second chance. I was like, diamonds you in the rose."
0: With her, you got to give her like a horrible backstory. I was like, "Right, there's <laughs> a problem here. and We have to resolve it." One hundred percent. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right, so we're gonna move on because you have a book releasing December thirteenth, which is book four in your Men of Rocky Mountain series, which I read. Yes. So I love these books. um So, what can fans expect from Grant's story?
2: So um, Grant's story is kind of a it's 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 a bit of a redemption story, um, but not like so you know we we kind of got to know him a little bit in the last book, and he was kind of a controlling dick. Like I, when I finished writing the book, I didn't really like him, and I kind of set myself up for like, oh geez, now I got to make him likable in the next book. Um, I, I love want that to give him a story. <laughs> but um, and it's like that fine line because you don't want to make him like the perfect guy, and then he gets mm-hmm. his heart ripped out by this other one because then you're like well no everyone hates her but you know he it was just like in the last book we saw him kind of like a little bit lost in life and trying to do like okay I'm supposed to get married I'm supposed to do this but he wasn't really listening to his heart so in this next book um, I really wanted his story to kind of see I wanted people to see him as like so he I gave him like the the god complex that some doctors have uh so my sister works in healthcare, so I draw from experience. Yes. <laughs> um, so, you know, he's kind of, he's cocky, he's arrogant, he's kind of mm-hmm. full of himself. And it's like, it's a hint of a Pride and Prejudice story because, you know, you have, uh, he kind of doesn't like Lee, who's the main uh, woman in the story, because she's from a privileged background. She's from Boulder. And yeah. If you been to Boulder, it's a weird pocket of extreme wealth here. And so, not everybody, but. Uh, yeah. And so um, that's where she's from. And she had, you know, she had a trust fund and she had a lot of stuff handed to her life, but then she is building her own little Pilates empire. And, um, so he kind of like resents her for that because he's like, you've had everything handed to you and you're stuck up and stuff. But then mm-hmm. she also looks at him and says like, well, you're full of yourself and you know, um, you're arrogant and all these kind of things. So it's still that it's the enemies to I us, love it. the lovers, but, um, there is some heartbreak. I'm not going to lie guys. There's some there's some heartbreak in this book and it's, it's not easy.
1: Oh no, I love it. Yes. (laughs) Oh no, my heart, it's broken. I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) I, speaking of arrogant doctors, I saw, and TikTok, I saw a TikTok where this nurse was doing a joke where it was like calling doctors by their first first name. (laughs) And I was like, oh my god and dude you should there I mean obviously it was a joke but you should have seen some of their faces when they were like it was like oh like Alex can you help me with this paperwork and he was like what did you (laughs) just call me and I was like oh my god I was like okay I was like yeah I get it you went to you know med school you you did your residency it's a title that you earned I absolutely 100% get that you should be able to be called by that title but at the same time like imagine being so conceited that somebody calls you by your first name like one time, and you're like,
2: Excuse a me,
1: all
2: right It's doctor.
1: I'd be like, Dude, I will literally kick you in the go nets. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, don't even. I don't know. That sense of entitlement stresses me out. <laughs> I was like, Damn, I, I couldn't work in that doctor's office.
2: Yeah, yeah. And one all doctor
1: not all like that. Oh, yeah. There was one doctor who was very hot and he was fine with being called that. And I was like, I was like, Notice how the one that's the hottest is the most polite. Okay. <laughs> There's a correlation. <laughs>
0: um, okay, all right, Stevie, go. What's the next one? All right, so what can readers expect, or well, let me ask, what are you most excited for about this part, this book, besides Ripping My Heart Out? Because that's what
2: you normally do with this book. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I honestly just think it's like, we're going to see how, um, I want people to see how people don't realize kind of what they, really want until it's kind of presented to them and then taken away and I think that's what I really want people to see in in this this one is that like uh, between Grant and Lee there's there's the you know we get the flirting and the sexual tension and all that good stuff but um, they're both scared like he got his heart broken by his in the last book um, with his engagement not working out and it's for as much as he's this cocky doctor and everything it really did kind of scare him because then he realizes maybe I don't trust my gut I didn't do right in picking I didn't pick the right woman for me and so he's he's scared about jumping into another committed relationship whereas Lee kind of being on the other side of that and also having her relationship fall through in the last book she's kind of like looking for that uh the rebound that's the real thing and so they both want different things they think um, and so I kind of just are really excited for people to, to see that play out. And I kind of did, um, I put a little bit of a, a personal experience, the, of sadness and loss in this book and just kind of, um, I, I don't allow, I'm not going to elaborate crazy on it, but, um, I think it's a, it's something a lot of women will be able to relate to. And so I just felt like I kind of wanted something a little raw and realistic that sometimes oh, we God. face. Yeah. So um, you know, I feel like it was. <laughs> I feel like it's a pretty sad book, but it's also like it's not. Uh, you know, if I'm honest, I kind of feel like a second chance at forever was more sad. That one, mm-hmm. that one messed Jesus, me up right now. take the week.
0: That's how I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna feel. When you I'm gonna started it. on that one.
1: <laughs> I can't. Oh God. I love a good cry though. I love a good cry. But I'll be honest with you. I've been caught off guard recently by some books that weren't supposed to make me cry and made me cry. And I'm a little pissed off about it because (laughs) nobody warned me about any of this. Um, Like I just read this book. I was just telling Stevie, somebody had recommended, I asked. So when Taylor Swift released her, you know, act of God out into the world, Mm-hmm. um and with the red version and all too well came out and everybody's watching the music video and I was like oh my god somebody give me recommendations for like this hurt I feel when I watch this m- music video and somebody gave me one that was like when life happened and I can't remember who it's by but the cover was like very just like not scary looking like it wasn't gonna like, I was like all right, I'll do that one first fuck everybody who recommended that book Everybody, oh, no. my heart was oh. absolutely destroyed. I talked about the okay? one by
0: Jewel E. Ann.
1: Yeah, Jewel E. Ann. Julianne e. screwed me up, okay? Because mm-hmm. A, it's not, I like, know. all too well, and B, it fucked me up emotionally. I was like, <gasps> I can't breathe. I literally cannot breathe right now.
2: That, sometimes, like, I, I, f- well, I feel like that's weirdly how I felt when I, was listening to Folklore, Taylor's album. And so let me just preface this by saying, growing up, I was never a huge Taylor Swift fan. I, I could take either. it or leave it. I just wasn't really, you know, but listen, that girl's been through some shit. And now that we all are like in, well, I don't, well, I should say me and her are in her threes. Um, me too. I feel like, <laughs> yes. It's like you feel the words, the lyrics, they hit different. They feel yeah. like, oh, you've been through some shit. You've been through some heartbreak and you're like, she's like she's turned into like an adele with her with her emotions oh, and no, stuff don't, and don't, so don't, don't oh i haven't even i have not listened to it to 30 yet i can't i cannot handle that so oh god but when i when i listened to folklore and then i watched it um the whole little thing that she, the visual album she had on disney plus it just kind of like that's when I started writing Men of Rocky Mountain because it seemed like listening to that that album, I was like one of those classic writers wallowing in my sadness and depression and misery and just crying in the shower and like just listening to these to these songs that were just felt really raw. And I was like, I'm gonna put all of this into these books and make everyone else feel my pain. <laughs>
1: Literally. I was not a huge Swifty either. I mean, I feel like everybody can gather that. Okay. I was not exactly bumping to teardrops on my guitar back in the day. Um, But I think that was a lot had to do with the fact that I wasn't really into like pop music anyways. And I think that, uh, I mean, it was my fault that I didn't like really like dive deeper into her music, but I think she got like labeled as like pop cringy kind of just like regular pop radio, like artist. And when she started releasing like the vault, like when she was like coming through with like stuff, like the way she wanted it to come through, I was like, "Damn, Taylor, this is the Taylor I would have bumped in middles." Yeah, I like this. This is good. And then she yeah. fucked me up. Then she fucked me up. She she pulled me in and then she screwed me up. And then I was like crying over relationships that happened four years ago. I was like, "This right. like, has got me." Girl, late. I
2: was I was crying about relationships I made up. Like, hell, literally, like, <laughs> these fake stories that. Are- putting in the books I was like I was like this is
1: the most that she is doing the most right now and i gonna tell you right now if she does redoes like the 1989 album which I'm not sure if she will like yeah, I don't know she's if that's redoing so many- all of them oh great well then I'm fucked because if she <laughs> redoes, if she redoes 1989 Harry Styles is fucked okay everybody saw what happened to Jake Gyllenhaal okay out of the woods and style is literally about my husband and he's fucked okay he's probably stole yeah. another sweater and the the mob's gonna come after him now
2: yeah i got sucked into a a, a wormhole on tiktok about what it, her longer versions for for into the woods uh-huh. and style like about like what happened in the story behind them and he did like, not
0: hit anybody uh, no, <laughs> i'm no, telling no. you right now i'm gonna bring this up because i found this mom last night and dad for you mj i found this last night for you i'm say right now he did not commit so there is this girl on tiktok who posted tiktok and she posted one about how she was going on a date with some guy that she met and he did not know taylor swift or the backstory so she tried to explain it and it wasn't working so she made him a google document okay that breaks down every single album every guy that every song is about every story who's on the shit list for her yeah, and It is everything like, and I pull, I have it saved just for you. So you can go and fact check. It. I don't want
1: to fact check anything. Hairstyles did not commit vehicular manslaughter. I don't care how many
2: times Swifties try to tell you it happened.
1: It did not happen.
2: Listen, um, listen, I don't know anything about it. That's just. I just saw that TikTok and I was like, one, this girl has too much time on her hands. Yes. Two, I don't know what is going on awesome. and how I'm getting all of this
1: is fuck jake Hall the scarf thief right like I'm, I'm with the swifties on that one but i'm gonna say right now y'all start coming for harry styles and i'm gonna have to call today because i'm gonna be on that side of the fence every day harry styles is the love of my life <laughs> i cannot handle any <laughs> harry Styles slander so i know that 1989 is probably coming out next and i'm just ready for the swifties to just be in his comment section just like they are with jake Hall with that red scarf emoji
2: they are just
1: right him up
2: i i you know, I will say, though, that, like, I think what has been kind of why I started, like, listening to to Taylor, um, mm-hmm. other than just what I would hear on the radio, is the fact that, like, growing up, I felt like, you know, this was her outlet. This was how she talked about what she experienced. And she was constantly dragged. Don't date her because she'll write a song about you. She needs to get over it. She needs to get over it and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And now that we've gone through the, the Me Too movement and we now, as women, feel it's okay to be like, uh, I'm going to call you on your bullshit. Yeah. if you're doing this, this kind of stuff to me I feel like people are like respecting her for that now I'm like listen she could have went to the tabloid she could have done it a bunch of nasty ways but this was her creative outlet this is the emotion yeah. she fe- feels from what she went through and I, I still see people be like I don't know why you date her she's gonna write a song about you and I'm like how do turn that narrative and tell people the, the men that date her like stop being assholes and And then she won't have to write a bad song exactly yeah she can write a good one about you she wrote a wonderful songs about joe that guy she's with so i'm like oh yeah my my issue i'm talking about how i know her
1: i know right I (laughs) (laughs) i genuinely hate how people are like oh my god it was a relationship she was in when she was 23 for three months get over it listen you can feel more for somebody in three months than you can in 10 years you know like who are you to determine the amount of feeling that she has in three months you know just because you've never experienced that doesn't mean that you can undermine somebody else's experience and while Jake Gyllenhaal and Taylor Swift were completely of legal and consenting age when they dated she was 20 and he was 30 not that it's like I'm saying it's weird don't get me wrong I read age gap romances all the time however there is a difference in who you are when you're 30 and who you are when. you're 20 and when that 30 year old is gaslighting you uh it definitely Mm -hmm. can feel like it's almost like a manipulative kind of nature you know and oh yeah for sure right now is that fucking uh Dylan O'Brien did a fantastic job I was re-watching that and I was like oh my god I want to marry him so bad with this beard I love (laughs) him with this beard
0: so did anybody else see the TikToks about the girl who dated the back of the neck guy I'm sorry what so in the in the video when they show... They pan to the older version. Oh, yeah. And, and it's, no one it's with the sweater on. Yeah. And he's looking through the window at her signing the books. Yeah. So, apparently, they had to use, obviously, a st- like a double for that because of the age. And there's a yeah. girl on TikTok who apparently dated him. Oh, great. And she was... <laughs> she sent this whole video thanking Taylor for putting him out in the public because he was such a horrible person
2: oh shit i like like messy tiktok listen i'm not gonna lie my life has no drama but you bet your ass i'm gonna pop some popcorn and watch all these people i don't know it's
1: not you also this is the last thing i'm gonna say before we're gonna have to move on but i'm gonna tell you right the scarf is non-existent it's a metaphor for her virginity period oh for sure (laughs) did you see her with the cherry Ah, she poked it i was like you got me fucked up you got me yeah. fucked up. If you, listen, mm-hmm. she's the queen of Easter eggs. She's she the queen really of it. Is. Um, And I think that it, I don't think the scarf, I don't know. I think the scarf might have been, I think the scarf is, scarf is real, right? Because there's a picture of like the picture of them together, the scarf that she has on. Fast forward three years and there's a picture of Jake Gyllenhaal wearing that exact same scarf in the paparazzi. Okay, so the scarf exists, but I think it's sounds, more of a metaphor. Sounds
2: like Taylor is not the one that, didn't get over it then.
1: Yeah, exactly. I a mean, scarf. did the love affair maim you too? Like, I get it. <laughs> I get it All right, okay. Moving forward. Sorry, Jesus. There's, All like, right, a Taylor Swift.
0: <laughs> we so, took off there. <laughs> we asked this question, and a lot of authors hate it, but you're used to it by now. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. if a very bossy Christmas was to become a TV or TV series or movie, who would you cast as Kate and Damon?
2: Oh God um you know the girl for kate she has red hair in the book and i know that like obviously people can just dye their hair but maybe like the girl from queen's gambit who who is that girl she's like all the rage now Let me look um, at her up. she has that new movie coming out where she is like a ghost <laughs> yeah because that's gonna
1: i'm uh, here for it
2: uh yeah oh she, i know who
1: you're talking about I joy just don't know what taylor her name is
2: taylor joy, some, joy whatever joy. yeah
0: joy taylor or something like just, that yeah
2: right? she because she's a little ethereal looking to me but um mm-hmm. and i think she's got like that coloring or whatever um for the guy jake jill no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> never jake garbage yeah no i would um i would not cast him um i don't oh goodness um I feel so bad because I don't know a lot of people that are like actors that are I I always just know the old ones or the guys from Yellowstone and none of them are gonna put <gasps> up. Oh god, don't put my,
1: oh my god, my heart just like literally exploded.
2: <laughs> oh I love Yellowstone. <laughs> Me too. He um, would be a
0: hard person to cast.
2: Damon. I feel like you know, in my mind, because his name is Damon, I just keep picturing Damon from Vampire Diaries. And Ian Summerholder who's yeah. fine so I mean but Hold he's on. might be a little bit older too old I think he's a like 40. You now. already know who I
0: was picturing when I was reading this book <laughs> there was a whole yeah. thing with that.
2: <laughs> yeah I, I, to...
0: I honestly
1: okay now I know I'm having this like Jake Gyllenhaal thing I needed to say something real quick about him Went like, real quick and then I'm gonna and then I'm gonna not talk about Taylor Swift anymore i hate jake gyllenhaal but i love jack twist in brokeback mountain i just watched it last night for like the 80th time and i just need everybody to know that okay that's all i gotta say that's all i gotta say about (laughs) jake gyllenhaal is that i do love brokeback mountain so there's that um all right so what do you have planned for 2022 mrs writing eight months in
2: advance has like nine releases coming up lady crazy i know okay so right now what i'm doing is um i have book four uh only for forever coming out in the, of the rocky mountain men of rocky mountain that's going to come out in december and then january i will actually let me backtrack monday november 22nd this coming monday i'm actually releasing i'm re-releasing a box set that i had previously published this is the south side boys so this is a little darker a little that fucking image you got on that oh my um, god I saw that and I was like holy shit it. I said okay Alexis I yeah see. like he so it, well I wanted to redo the cover because you know back when I first wrote and published those books I was very new to the publishing game and it, it didn't really quite convey kind of the, the characters uh the edginess the darker kind of ex-con vibe so I worked with my designer I wanted to get something um that really conveyed that and I wanted to change the name to actually be Southside Boy so that people were aware so um, it is a republication and, and obviously because Amazon's policies, I, I couldn't just change the title and cover of the old one. I had to unpublish it and republish it. So that's coming out yeah. and it is, I'm, I'm, and because it is a re- relaunch, I'm all four books, if you can get them for 99 cents. So like the whole box that will only be 99 cents, which is a really good deal. But um, so I have that coming out. And then in December, I have a uh, book four of Only for uh, Only for Forever. And then January is be a release of a brand new series that I'm doing so two times last year yeah two times last year I pulled my readers and I said what do you like what do you want to hear from me or read I guess and they said they wanted to read kind of like um the special forces security alpha dudes you know so I'm reading right now uh, and it is awesome okay yes she I did she's my beta reader right now I was like I need you to read this for me because it's not coming out yet um (laughs) And it's there he's he's kind of uh these guys are a little just a little more like um brash you know and so that's gonna be so far i have four books for that series it could go further um but uh i'm going to have those come out i actually came up with two standalone books that i really want to write this year because uh dirty little secret which was my last and only complete standalone besides like my holiday books um did really well. And people really liked having a break from a series. And so I was so relieved to hear that because sometimes I have a book idea in my head and I don't want to turn it into a whole series. So I have yeah. two of those that I'm currently plotting. Um, I'm tr- I want to get the one of them out in probably February. We'll see because I'm not starting writing it yet. <laughs> uh-huh. So I have that series and then um, a couple standalones and then uh, book five of Men of Rocky Mountain. And then for the second half of 2022, what I really would like to do is I want to go back to the Slay Brothers and I want to do a second generation. I'm, I'm so excited. I never <sighs> thought about doing. <sighs> I've you, never thought about being like a second generation. <laughs> my head works um, for you. Yeah, you know what it is though is I I get these these in my head and if I don't get them out, they'll drive me crazy. And so oh, I'm yeah. like, no, I just I just want to write. And so right now I'm doing like three works in progress. And I said, I would never do that again, but you know, here we are. So my I ADHD mean, yeah. brain is just I also like...
0: aid in some of her decisions too, because she'll tell me about these ideas and I'm like, yes. I need to do this.
2: <laughs> I know, I'm like, should I do this? <laughs> and then anyway, I'm, more, so... I'm the
0: one that's helping put these books out. <laughs> so I'm like, go read this. Yeah. Oh, which God. I greatly
2: appreciate. So it's it's like, it's, it's hard because I, I just want to keep writing, writing, but I do have to give myself a little bit of a break sometimes because this past year, um, about a month ago, I did. I just kind of hit a wall. My brain was like, and we're done. So I yeah. just took like two weeks off and just said, forget it. Um, I'm not going to write anything. Ended up getting a cold while I was at it, which was great. So, um, For sure. but yeah, now I <laughs> take a break. At least it wasn't the Rona, but it's just great. Cause then I just felt, I just felt really, reinvigorated and now I'm just like oh I can't wait to get these stories out and I'm so excited too I wish I had that so, drive I don't you know what I feel like I don't know what else to do with my time I'm very hyperactive individual <laughs> so yeah. I feel like if I don't do things I'll turn it into stress and anxiety you know as a, oh, as yeah. a true millennial and so I'm like <laughs> me too what else am I gonna do See,
1: I, I get the same way. I'm super hard on myself with that. Like, it's like, if I can't write, I'm very much the person where if I sit here for an hour and I'm trying to write and nothing is happening, happening, and it's not flowing, I have to get up and do something else because it's not going to happen if I continue to sit there. But then I feel guilty for not Mm -hmm. sitting there. (laughs) It's like, I'm not working. I'm not doing something, but it's like, if I go do it, then I'm going to hyperactively hate myself. So yeah, it's just not a good time. Oh yeah. this was not the job to yeah. pick if you have anxiety, but
2: apparently I like to torture myself. <laughs> right. I, I, and I feel like it's like this. Um, I'm not good at relaxing. I don't, I think I don't know how to relax. And Great. so, and I don't say that like some people, because I can't stand the hustle and grind culture that peep that we have cultivated where it's just like 24, seven, no days off. Like that's so stupid, physically, mentally. It's about
1: Absolutely.
2: drive. It's about power. <laughs> God, the song is all in my head. Um, and so yes, okay, but yeah, like that—that that mentality of just like go, go, go until your like mental health is trash and physical health is yeah, trash. No, and... Thank you. Because then I'm like, well, what kind of content am I pushing out at that point? I, I'm not interested in that. So I try to like find ways to like channel. That's why I keep being like, maybe I should get another kitten. That'll be. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> because that's a good idea. That's kind of just yeah. add to my chaos. I don't know if you guys saw my Instagram story, but my cat, whole, whole ass cat was in this tree, this Christmas tree yesterday. And he's like a 14 pound cat and he got in, got all the way up in there. I love stuff it over. when
1: cats get in Christmas trees and they just sit there. Yeah. I love he I love it when cats do that.
2: And I'm just like, so it's, it's, it's um yeah. I don't know. It's hard to just be like, I'll just marinate on this for a little bit. I'm like, no, get it out, write it down. And I don't know. I, I keep telling myself, like, maybe I'll take like March off because I'm also moving probably around that time. And mm-hmm. so I'm just like, I should probably give Are myself- you leaving Colorado? Oh, no, 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 no. just buying a house. So i just- She's moving. an older, just buying a house. <laughs> no, I am not leaving Colorado. <laughs> Never. <laughs> um, so, oh so yeah, same area and everything, but uh, just- after four almost yeah I'll, I've lived here four and a half years I think here it's time to like put down roots I'll commit so yeah. fuck that no thank you <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I will never
2: me, I have moments of panic the other day I had a full meltdown and I was telling my sister I'm like is this the right choice what am I doing should yeah, I just um, go live in Versailles and buy a place in France <laughs> yeah know. my
0: literally
1: my dad my literally my poor husband like honest to god like I don't I don't know if he really understood what he was signing up for when he uh attached his life to mine but uh I don't like (laughs) commitment at all I hate it I I literally (laughs) I literally I love him right and I feel like that's a different type of commitment but I have this like I don't know I have like this really 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 I think it's a lot it has to do with the fact that I've never really like settled in one area my entire life like my parents divorced when I was really young. I was, like, shipped back and forth between those two. And then they equally moved all over the place. So I've never really, like, had a place where it's like, mm. oh, I grew up there. Because I've grown up everywhere. So I really just love the chain of, change of scenery. And I feel like thinking about buying a house makes me want to literally,
2: like, oh, God. Like, it's like, oh, my God, I'm going to be trapped Ooh, here forever. True. I, yeah, I literally, that's it. what
0: happened to me last
2: night. Yeah. I was up till, like, 1 a.m. Like, in bed just anxiety out my ass because I was like, is this, should I do this? Like, is this the right choice? And and I'm the, I'm the opposite. I grew up with, uh, my parents built the house that they're still in when I was two. And so yeah. I lived in one place, but then once I moved out after college, my sister and I, we moved, we moved every single year for like probably eight years uh, around that. Chicago. And it was, I mean, we stayed in Chicago, but it was just like all, all around. And so it, yeah, it's it's one of those things where you I think about it, and I'm the same way. I hate commitment. I have such commitment issues. That's why I'll never get a tattoo because I cannot commit to shit. That's why my hair changes all the time. I yeah. get it. I, I mean, relationships I can commit. Uh, yeah. yeah, been married. I mean, there's you know, but it's it's yeah, everything else. It's it's terrifying. The house thing is terrifying, but I I'm can't.
1: Like, I wish you well, and I will be supportive of you from a distance. Right. If you need I me appreciate message. it. It's <laughs> also one of those
2: things where I, I'm 35, but I still am like, um, <laughs> am I, should I be doing this? Then I know who I am. Like, I'm, I'm 18. I shouldn't be back now. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Okay. So
1: we're going to shift to holiday questions. uh, Cause Christmas is, you know, coming up and all of that good jazz and it's all deck the halls and bows of, you know, whatever. Yay. Uh, jingle bells. Uh, so we're yeah. excited. Do you want to start Stevie or do you want me to start?
0: I'll start. I can't
1: remember okay, what ahead. she
0: called. What did that girl call people who like the jingle jangle bitches is that or the jingle jangle jingle host? jangle
1: bitches jingle ba- jingle jangle hoes that's what y'all are called jingle <laughs> jangle hoes
0: so what were some of your favorite holiday traditions as
2: a kid favorite holiday okay so um so first of all I'll, I'll say um i come a, from a very unseasoned chicken family when it comes to tra- traditions we do not have to trad- we're the most basic boring people i hate to say i wish we had like some sort of fun traditions, but if my mother listens to this, she's going to yell at me, but um, (laughs) it's just like, we, the one thing I remember though, that we always did was uh, hide the pickle. It's a pickle ornament and you hide it in the tree and whoever, whatever kid gets it, we did that. You get an extra present. Um, The other, I guess, tradition, I guess it's just like setting up the tree. Like, I liked that. Like we would order pizza and usually it was the night of thanksgiving i think or the next night that -hmm. weekend and we'd help my mom put up the tree my mom has like seven christmas trees she she loves her christmas trees i get it and so we would put those out then we decorate the house um usually we did did it wrong and got yelled at but um (laughs) (laughs) i think that's kind of like the only tradition that we have like we just uh, love it apologize guys it's what's it's no it's fine
1: all right stevie what's
0: yours um, I'm trying to think. I don't think we really did much as kids. I mean, we we did Christmas Eve on at my grandparents' house, and that was always. Yeah. and then we did Chinese on Christmas Day.
2: Oh yeah, I'm here for oh, it
0: that. I mean, I'm one of so growing up in, with my parents. My parent, my, I'm the oldest of 19 grandkids on my mom's side, and the oldest of five on my dad's. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, Christmas was always, like, you went to, like, 50 different houses. See, my question is, like, I don't understand how I hate Christmas,
1: and y'all love Christmas, because I have so many traditions out the ass. It is insane. That's maybe
0: why I hate it, because of the oh, traditional I love aspect of it. I'm getting ready. As soon as we're done here, I'm going to get my Christmas tree out. That's
1: what I'm saying. Why do I not love Christmas? Finally, I- put
0: away the Halloween decorations.
2: <laughs> I will say this. I love Christmas. The idea of Christmas, I think, yeah. more than actual Christmas, because let's be honest, mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys, but for me, Christmas involved a lot of family fights. <laughs> oh hell yeah, uh, my family hates each other. Yeah, so and I guess I could say like one of the, I guess I don't know if it's your favorite tradition or a favorite. It's more of a memory because uh, we used to go to my grandma's house and um, Star Wars would be on, so we'd watch that at Christmas, and I that was the one time a year that I got to see. Mm-hmm my cousins and 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 it was just kind of like fun just being around other people because my my family is very like my immediate family was very hermit like I feel like. So yes. so that was kind of cool. But we stopped doing that a long time ago and my parents host Christmas because my brother has four children. And so well, they would all come over.
1: I think for me, I mean I when I say I hate Christmas, I hate I hate I hate like lights and and Santa Claus. I hate that Christmas. But I think my favorite thing, like tradition wise, I love being around my family. I have a huge family. So like there are 13 grandchildren for my dad's grandparents, my dad's parents. Uh, There are 13 of us and we all hole up in my mom my grandparents house and spend the night on christmas eve in that hole, in that oh, in their house fun. yeah so and we'll play games and like we open stockings on christmas eve and we you know like do that kind of i mean we definitely fight like christmas day after we eat like dinner somebody's fighting over something it's <laughs> insane so something there's gets definitely brought up. oh yeah absolutely somebody brings up a girlfriend somebody had and like Freaking 1972 or something. It's just <laughs> insane. Um, and, and in my family, they my, my, like my aunts and uncles, and even including my dad, they've all been divorced and remarried like multiple times, mm. which there's nothing's wrong with that. Right. But there's, it's happened so many times that like, for example, like my, the oldest grandson, Ethan, he's a year older than me. And he once accidentally talked about a memory, but it was with the wrong spouse for my uncle. And he was oh. like, oh no, wrong, <laughs> wrong, wrong one. And he's like, aw. So it like just starts like a whole thing. But I think for me, it's like the family aspect of it. Cause even on my mom's side, like getting together and like cooking and everybody's like doing something and there's football on and it smells good in the house. So I think that that's the part of what the holidays are really like. Like I could give a shit less if it's Christmas or Thanksgiving. I just really love like the feeling of being around my whole family. So I yeah, would say- And
2: I think, yeah, that's,
1: yeah. So I would say spending the night at my grandma's on Christmas Eve is the funnest holiday tradition ever, unless you're sleeping next to your brat ass cousin. Like you want to be sleeping next to the right cousin. Cause if you're not, right. they're going to
2: kick you in their sleep, but it's fine. Yeah.
1: So that's my Here's favorite.
2: A fun, a fun fact. I was not taught Santa Claus, so I don't know any of that stuff. Elf on the shelf, Santa. I don't know any of those oh, traditions or anything like that. So which is, I know, kind of odd. I think being no, it's in fine. I think if
1: I ever have children, I don't want to teach them Santa Claus either.
2: Yeah, I just I wasn't raised with it, so I I don't. Even if I had children, I I wouldn't either because I don't know it. Yeah. I would just be like they ask me who he is, and I'm like I don't know, just some dude. Santa always
1: like, creep me the fuck up, <laughs> freak out. Like, why what do you mean he comes down in the chimney and like is in the house? What do you mean? Like, it's okay. <laughs> That's weird. Why do we? What am I going to sit on his lap? That's gross. I don't understand why we're doing this. So no, thank you. All right. So, what is your? I'm going to skip the second question because we already kind of answered that one. So, like, what is your favorite Christmas song?
2: Um, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm a basic B, and I do love following for Christmas" or uh, Mariah Carey. But I, you know, I really love "Last Christmas" by wham I love that song. I know it's like so corny, but I oh like no, it. Any
0: Christmas songs? Same.
2: Um. And I love with the Britney Spears one, um, Santa, like my only Christmas wish. Santa to baby. Song. Is that it?
0: No, it's, uh, mm-hmm.
2: oh. I don't know I don't the actual know. name of it, but, um, but yeah, I, I, you know, what? I like, the, I even like all the Christmas carols, like the ones that are like the traditional ones we used to sing in yeah. church. That was, um when that was like the only time of year that I really liked church was because I got to sing all those songs and (laughs) you don't really get to sing um but yeah I I would have to say uh those those three um ah, I know they're kind of corny you know I even like that really stupid grandma got run over by reindeer song because it makes me laugh
1: (laughs) oh yeah I don't I don't think I have a favorite one mostly just because I just don't like Christmas music but Stevie you take that question you take Uh... it go
0: Probably it's a random song and i love the movie to go with it is Christmas Shoes.
1: Never mm-hmm. heard it, but it sounds amazing. It's a amazing. Really, really
0: sad song and really oh. sad movie. <laughs>
1: who just wa- yeah. who just wants to listen to sad music on Christmas?
0: No, it's, it's a story <laughs> behind it. The song that, that Alexis was talking about though is um My Only Christmas Wish.
2: Okay. Yes. By Britney Spears. Spears uh that's a good you know let me just back up really quick because I, I did when you said the Christmas you said sad I actually remember a Christmas like tradition that we used to do when we were kids and I I love this memory and it is my mom used to read us different Christmas stories she would read us mm-hmm. um the Christmas lamb or the little lamb or whatever it was called she would read us um the nutcracker because she loves the nutcracker I was scared of the rat king um kind of weird (laughs) um and then she would read us um a christmas carol by charles dickens and then she would also read us the little match girl which that's a good book children i love that i I still can't i still can't read it i'll cry but yeah she used to read those to us and that was like my favorite little thing because she would have the christmas tree up and then we would have this little carousel that played christmas music and my mom has like eight billion nutcrackers too so
0: oh um, no So did my grandmother like what is, i love like, it what is the obsession with nutcrackers
2: i don't know i found like a three foot tall cat nutcracker a couple years ago no, thank you and i shipped it to my mom i love <laughs> it <She> loved it
0: <laughs> I, it's I weird i, I won't lie okay no, yeah
2: song
0: is merry christmas happy holidays by <sighs> one.
1: see i don't know where you guys get all these
0: holiday. i don't know i don't like <laughs> i'm <it laughs> Do not one want- me and Alexis said- were born
2: in the 90s, or, well, the 80s. Yeah. Late 80s. We were raised so? in the 90s. I mean, we had some, hey, wait a minute, though. No. Who sang that one from high, when I was in high school? It was like, Merry, 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 Freaking Christmas. It was like, All-American Rejects, or like, some 41. Yes. And I, remember- I, have no I loved that song. It was like the emo, little Christmas punk anthem. It was great. I haven't <gasps> heard it in years.
1: Oh, my God, I have a Christmas song. Hold up. I know which one I like. The you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch, but it's I by, yeah, but it's by an, a rock band. Oh, what is it? It's going to drive me nuts until I I also, it out. when
0: I worked in the mall, I will say we used to, obviously, because the day after Christmas, the day after Thanksgiving was Christmas music in the mall, um, and one of the hairstylists I worked for was obsessed with Christmas music. She plays it, she'd play it all year round if you'd let her, um, and I liked Mr. Heatmiser, yeah, which is from that. that movie.
1: Small Town Titans sings a cover of "You're a Mean One," and it is my favorite. That is a good Christmas song. All right, there you go. There's one. <laughs> um. All right, Stevie, take the next one. Cringiest Christmas song.
2: I'm taking <sighs> that first.
1: Baby, it's cold outside is a rape date. It is rapey, I mean,
2: rapey, rapey. It is so rapey, and like I didn't realize it until I watched Elf and like him and Zoe Deschanel singing it, and then I was like, huh? so rapey. Like this, this is coercion. This is not consent. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Yes. Um, it's I know that that's definitely you know, cringiest Christmas song too is probably um ooh. I know that I was just thinking of one the other day that I was like, this song's you know it's not cringy, but the one that is actually kind of cute that I still sing with the radio in the the chipmunk voice. Oh, out of the chipmunks. <laughs> yeah. I love them. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. I i yeah. love, you know, I really like I love Josh groban and he I like to listen to his Christmas album. He, mm-hmm. he has such a nice voice. Um but there's you know, I'm not gonna lie, there's a lot of them. There, ooh, uh one of the um Justin Bieber has a Christmas song that's pretty cool Oh god, no. I don't even, even want to Oh listen, well, yeah, I like he, that
0: song too.
2: I like it, not gonna lie. I think he released it when he was like 14, so Yep, yep. nope. Um, <sighs>
0: I, I couldn't think of anything, so I pulled up the list online, and of course, the first freaking song is The Christmas Shoes. That's oh, the
2: cringiest that's, one?
0: <laughs> Apparently, that's the cringiest song, and I'm like, um... <laughs> that's not funny, but it kind of no, is. Um, is number four. Hey, good. That's I would
1: All I cute. want for that's Christmas it. is my two front teeth. Oh, I forgot about that song. Yeah. Yeah. So, I
0: do not like the song Santa Baby. Santa Baby. Like but I will tell you what song I like and it's the craziest freaking song ever and we used to play it every year on Christmas my uncle is obsessed with it too and it's um Dominic the donkey
1: I don't even want to. it's Dominic the, Christmas, that.
0: the Italian Christmas donkey oh my god oh my it's god. the funniest song used to dance around my house to that song
1: oh gosh I will tell you though that Aaron Grande has my favorite Christmas Santa baby version
2: I love it yeah yes, so good I like that one that is a good song I feel like I think it's underrated too. You don't hear oh, it. Yeah. So much. You always hear Mariah. So good, but you though. Don't hear. Yeah. All but right. Is. What is
0: your
1: favorite holiday dish?
2: um uh, So, okay. Probably mashed potatoes and German noodles. um That's Yum. what. Yeah. Like, not, it has like great kind of a gravy, but um I, I don't eat meat and I haven't for years, decades. So, yeah. I, I have to make my own food when I go to my parents' house because my mom, you know, I think you use like the turkey and the ham dressing yeah. for like to make everything. And so she will leave out potatoes, green beans, and uh, German noodles that I make for myself uh, when I go home. I'm not going home this year, but um, yeah, that and dinner rolls. I probably, they get, they get my mom gets these uh, rolls from a local steakhouse and I, I eat a good dozen. I'm not going to lie. I love <laughs> the
0: house. That is the question.
2: They are not, but they're they're like that. They're like really yeasty oh, and yummy. big. And they're just, oh, they're so good. And Look,
0: that's... I used to work for Texas Roadhouse. And don't listen to any employee that says they don't like the rolls. Because every single employee would literally go up and take a basket and bring them back to the kitchen. It's fine.
2: That's what I would be doing.
1: I wish I couldn't eat meat. <laughs> I want to be a vegetarian so bad. And I can't be a vegan because I love cheese. And my Italian grandfather would smack the shit out of me. um so um but I I want to be a vegetarian really badly I just I literally cannot go without chicken I I I really have tried but chicken nuggets are my
2: downfall every fucking time yeah Um, I I've just yeah I I did I haven't had it since I was 10 and I just I I don't like meat so well good for you I wish I didn't like chicken nuggets but I do (laughs)
1: um I think that my favorite holiday dish is I don't um, mm, I don't know. It's so tough because there's so many. I'm going to, okay, this is like, I don't, I don't know if it's controversial, but I'm going to go with green bean casserole, but only uh. my grandma's, my grandmother's green bean casserole, but then on the opposite side. So my grandfather is Italian, so we don't necessarily have turkey and ham for Thanksgiving there. Mm-hmm. It's like 80,000 different, uh, fucking, um, Italian dishes, but I'm gonna go with my grandpa's booyah base, like seafood booyah base is like, oh my God, with some, Oh, my God. With some, like, fresh Parmesan and some linguine noodles and a whole ass lemon. And it is the best. It is the best thing ever. That's my favorite. What's yours, Stevie?
0: You know what mine is? We talked about this yesterday.
1: Potatoes!
0: We literally had this conversation last night because there was another author that did a, like, a vote on Thanksgiving dishes in her group. Yeah, She would eliminate one every day. And... These people are trying to pick stuffing over mashed potatoes.
2: Hmm. No, I I like stuffing, but I am a mashed potatoes gal. And you know what? I eat it t- twice a year if I'm home. If I eat if I eat traditional Thanksgiving and Christmas at my parents' house, I, that's the only time of year we have mashed potatoes. Why is that? I
0: don't know. I make them all the time. Like I'm just- I never she literally gets French them.
1: fries from Chinese restaurants.
0: <laughs> she <laughs> is a potato gal. gal.
1: you expose me all the time on this podcast
0: look they carry (laughs) chicken wings at this chinese food place don't ask why i don't know why (laughs) they just have really good french fries it's fine yeah is it is it my
1: turn to ask the question is it your turn my turn okay go i'm also skipping around these holiday dish
0: what is it least favorite holiday dish mine is cranberry sauce i hate cranberry sauce
1: i've never even had
2: that i mean i've seen it It's disgusting. But I've, I'll do it. I've never had it. Okay, so um I guess like the traditional would be green bean casserole. My family does not make that. I know. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> I you, know you not did not just oh my
1: grandmother
2: casserole. I'm from <laughs> Listen, the south. From, it's a staple. I'm from the Midwest where casserole is a middle name. All right. Yeah. It's sacrilege. Like if you go to someone's house for anything, are you bring in a casserole? so yeah. uh and I don't I don't like it but like my family never made it my I someone my grandma when we used to go to my grandma's for Christmas somebody there made it and I remember I had friends giving one year and my friend made it and brought it over and we all were like the hell's that and nobody ate it <laughs> but um oh,
1: but like oh my, my, God, so, my grandma I, also so yeah you don't I, have my I,
2: grandma's. <laughs> that, that would probably be least here however the what my family makes which is vile is oyster dressing. Oh god, absolutely not. It's it's literally the most redneck stuffing you can make. It's oysters and saltines. And so this gelatinous Oh, I know what that is. Salty, <laughs> ugh, like let's just throw some giant boogers in it while we're at it.
1: <laughs> like No. It, oh God. My mm-hmm. grandpa eats those. It's a very southern thing.
2: So yes. Yeah, so my, my my I think my brother loves it. My mom, my uncle, they all love it. Me my sister and my dad are like absolutely not. Really yes, not
1: really. my least yeah. favorite is chicken livers. That is a hard pass. My grandfather fries. I don't know why he thinks that everybody wants to eat fried chicken livers for Thanksgiving, but you know, it will definitely be Just something. Like obviously, <laughs> yeah, it's, like, uh, it's like, it's like, I know that, you know, one day, like, obviously we all, you know, die. So like one day when he is gone, I'm definitely going to miss the smell of fucking chicken livers during okay. Thanksgiving. It'll be something I miss, but nobody eats it besides him him and my dad are like chicken liver fanatics and i'm just like y'all are fucking delusional it's disgusting there's always that it's one very
2: yeah there's always i had i had this great aunt and she we used to call her the grinch because she was always really grouchy and um she would bring literally those cherry cordials the chocolate covered cherries canned cranberry sauce and a fruitcake to it, like christmas and i'm like nobody eats those things Ever. Well, okay, except
1: you. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. Those cherry chocolate-covered cherries, you're talking about the ones that are in the red box you brought yeah, out in your right? my favorite <laughs> <better> fucking things. <face. laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be oh, honest man. with you. I fucking love those. Now, the fruitcake and cranberry sauce is a no-go. Is those one of those things where like,
0: it's not even biodegradable. You cannot throw it against the wall. It wouldn't crack.
2: No, it, it's right up there with cockroaches and Twinkies. They'll survive nuclear They're warfare. they so
1: good, though.
2: Oh. oh we're talking there's a german like- version there's a german oh, okay, version true. that's that's pretty good it's a little yeah, bit better, I, but
1: i love i love those cherry things i don't i don't care
2: <laughs> judge me <laughs>
1: don't care they're good you know what um,
2: one of my favorite candies is black licorice and everyone thinks i'm psycho for that but
1: no i like black licorice too i think it's good i love the smell yeah. of black licorice that's my favorite fe- my favorite flavor of jelly bean same. Is yeah black licorice is really good. All right, okay. Um, I'm gonna skip around here. All right, what's your my, what's
0: favorite? That's my favorite. Mine.
1: Oh my god! What is your favorite Christmas dessert? No, we didn't do Christmas cookie yet. Oh, what's your favorite Christmas? Oh, cookie? well, Not, this podcast is four oh seven. It's gonna be an hour and thirty minutes. while I was hopping
2: around.
0: We're oh, we're only halfway done. All right, okay. So Okay.
2: Favorite Christmas cookie. So my favorite Christmas is anything that's like gingerbread, like molasses uh mm-hmm. like those windmill cookies or uh gingerbread cookies or like the star Anna, star anise cookies like the black licorice ones anything like that I feel like they're only around for the holidays and I don't know why again I don't know why but I I, I love this because I, I, I'm not unfortunately I also I like the worst the, mo- the food everyone hates I love and all the food that everyone loves I don't like so I don't like sugar yeah. cookies I don't like snickerdoodles I don't like cinnamon I don't like of those either so me either.
0: Mine's gonna yeah. be the most random thing. What is it? Russian tea cake cookies. Oh,
2: those are some Those cool. delicious. Those I are, never even had them.
0: They got chopped up like all like walnuts in them. Yeah, I know what
2: you're talking about. And they're like, wait, are those with, like the rolled, white? Yeah, the, and they're yeah, are they white? Sugar. Yes, I love those. I didn't know what those were.
0: Yeah, those they're classic
2: with a cup of coffee. So
0: they have two different names. They're called Italian wedding c- cookies, or okay. <laughs> that's how I know them. <laughs> yeah there's two different names to them so you can know them by either one
2: those are delicious yes spot um
1: i can't ship you food alexis but my grandmother makes this molasses cake and it is to die for it is so good
2: because i like molasses too i've never had molasses cake i bet that's nice and rich oh that sounds good
1: it is but it's made in like a bunt cake form so like what she'll do is is the cake itself is um lemon pound cake and then she'll make this molasses uh like glaze that goes over top of it and when I tell you that it nearly makes me pass out from goodness it's so good um but lemon I think my pound fa- cake
2: is one of my favorites no
1: so oh yeah me too I think it's not a cookie but I don't really I'm not really a cookie gal um but I'm gonna say that my favorite like Christmas thing like cookie kind of thing is a Turkish delight I love those like cherry flavored mm. Turkish delights are good. Okay. You ever seen the movie Narnia? The dude, the thing he's eating and that that mm-hmm. thing—they're so good. I was like, "Yes, Edmund, I would, I would, <laughs> <laughs> I would do the same thing, dude." <laughs> uh, I was like, I'd, "I'd risk my life for some Turkish delights because them things are good." Yeah. All
0: right, so All right, I go. in the spirit of like cookies, favorite Christmas dessert?
2: Oh, mine was fucking Turkish delight. I would say probably pecan pie because it's. Mm. it's one of those things or pecan tassies you know like you only again we only have them once a year and it's i don't know yeah probably because we we're pretty traditional when it comes to christmas desserts we usually make like a crumb top deep dish caramel apple pie which is great um yeah and then a, a pecan pie um and pumpkin my my dad demands pumpkin at christmas too so, which I, I like, used so. up eating a whipped cream though. I, that pumpkin pie is just an excuse to eat whipped cream for me. <laughs> it is kind That's of a it. weird texture. Like it's one of the yeah. my sister, my sister loves pumpkin flavored stuff, but not pie. Cause she's like, it's, it's just mushy. And I'm like, I'll give you that. Usually I can't eat stuff like that. Yeah. There needs to be more to it. But.
1: I'm not a pie girl so it's either Turkish delight or it's my grandmother's strawberry icebox ke- icebox cake it's pretty
2: good my my grandma used to make something similar for Christmas like an I it, it had like pretz, crushed pretzels and <laughs> it's it's delicious
0: I've never, no. I've never
2: no. eaten it as a kid
0: mine so really started out as a Christmas dessert and then we started requesting them for birthdays and every holiday you can think of um my aunt makes this like Bailey's vanilla cake oh, i don't even know what the, what it's called but it's this. it's basically layers of marble cake it's mm-hmm. about this tall i'll have to find a picture of it and then she makes this like ganache out of, with um bailey's irish syrup. cream yes Yoss, and, it's good. oh my god and then she drizzles it around the top of it and then puts almonds on the top oh my god it's so oh, it's delicious so good yeah i would
1: eat the share of that
0: it's my favorite, making me it makes, hungry. It, it makes it for me every year now. This is making me hungry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, all right. What is your, what's the favorite, what's your most, oh my God, the way that this a favorite gift you have ever received.
2: Um, okay. So my family's lame and they usually just give money, <laughs> but I'm lame because I give money because we're all at that age. Uh, I will say though, my favorite Christmas gift was after I graduated college, um, I really wanted, I needed a new laptop. And so I wanted um, a MacBook, and I was not willing to pay for it because those are expensive. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was like, I'll just ask for that for Christmas. And my parents bought that for me to go for like second post-secondary education for like grad school and Mm -hmm. law school and stuff. So excited about it. But that's what I wrote my first books on. Uh, I had that MacBook for ten years, and I recently oh. I upgraded. Yeah, like a year and a half ago, I upgraded to my desktop. Um, but I would say that, and not from a material standpoint, but purely from the fact that that's literally what I wrote my first books on. Was oh my was gosh! That MacBook.
1: Okay, so. now my heart is just aching. I love that. <laughs> All right, Steve, you I still have it. Time. I just I can't get rid of it. <laughs> yes, you got to keep it forever. Just board it.
0: All right, Steve. You um, go. Yeah, my favorite gift I've ever received. Probably, and it wasn't even, it was right before Christmas. It was a couple months before Christmas, but it was part of my Christmas present. Actually, there's two. So that year, my grandparents gave me a car. Awesome. It, a and it was lane. free. It was paid off. I didn't mm-hmm. have to pay for it. Nice. It worked out really nicely. And it was a Honda, so it lasted forever. Mm-hmm. Um, And then that Christmas so my grandfather, um, had surgery in November and he died right after Christmas that year, but he got me my first luggage set and it was a really expensive luggage set and I still have it to this day. Um, hands down favorite gift I've ever gotten.
2: Um, I
0: I feel bad.
1: Um, I think my favorite gift I've ever gotten was a Christmas gift from my uh nano and it's a first edition Stephen King which is like so old it's like falling apart and I need to get it like rewired oh wow but yeah it's a first edition and he found it online and it's yeah it's like most likely yeah that's it it's the stand so good I love it but yeah that's probably that's probably my favorite gift ever given ever I nearly fainted
2: (laughs) I mean that's yeah that's pretty amazing all right Stevie go
1: um your favorite
2: gift you've ever gifted
0: yeah favorite gift (laughs) you've ever gifted
2: oh boy i don't remember what have i got you know what um (laughs) i've gotten a lot of cats as gifts but they're never for christmas (laughs) they've always been (laughs) you're that you're that relative (laughs) (laughs) giving live animals (laughs) no i um i gave my mom me and my sister gave our mom a cat one year for um mother's day or her birthday or something i can't even remember um and i don't even think it was ours to give i think it was my brother's cat (laughs) um but no i i'm trying to think the gift i've given somebody i honestly I can't even, I mean, I've given my, my sister is usually the person that I give the most meaningful gifts to just because we're so close. And so I will see little things that I want to get her or, you know, um, throughout the months. And, but like, honestly, if I try to think of like something super sentimental or I usually just get her like stuff, I know that she won't buy for herself, but yeah, now, now I feel terrible. Cause I, I honestly, no, it's fine. Oh. Yeah, I honestly, we did go to Paris together and that was like a fun um, gift. That's a hell of a good gift. Um, and it was, yeah, I she I had gone without her before. My mom had gone and we both loved Paris. And so we used to talk about it. She's like, I'm so sick of hearing about it. And I was like, I'm going to we'll take go. you. And we went, yeah. And now she's like, hey, we should go back to Paris. And I'm like, quit talking about it now. Uh, <laughs> I
1: love it. I think the best gift I've ever given, I gave my little sister she was two at the time. I crocheted a blanket that took me fucking oh. all year to make. Um, I crocheted a blanket. It was trash. It was so ugly, it's still so ugly. Um, but I gave it to her and she was like two, and she still has it. Oh and, that's yeah, amazing. stays on her bed all the time. And I'm kind of like, damn my fingers going numb doing that was totally worth it. Cause she still keeps it. It's got <laughs> holes in it and shit. Now she used to carry it all around the ballpark. I used to like, I used to have a blanket that my grandma gave me when I was a kid. And I like, my dad's not really a big gifter like that. And her mom is not like that either. So I, I don't know. I kind of wanted to give her something that I had like that when I was a kid and sure. Fuck enough. It works. Things smell so bad. So bad like Aubrey wash it honey and she's like it's gonna get eaten up by the washer machine uh but yeah so I think that that's probably the best gift I've ever given
0: um mine would be my sister doesn't listen to this but she'll be happy I mentioned it um for Christmas two three years ago four years ago I gave her tickets to go see pink for Christmas oh we had really 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 good seats Nice. Hands down, best concert I've ever been to. She did that song on Beautiful Trauma with Eminem, and she had a big blow up job flying out with her. It was hilarious. He flew across the crowd. (laughs) I
1: love it. All right. So, our final question for the holidays is what kind of holiday shopper are you? Are you like a year long hoarder, Black Friday shopper, last minute?
2: uh okay so it t- kind of depends on the person I will say for my mom and my sister I tend to get stuff throughout the year that I see mm-hmm. that I like that I know that they're gonna like like uh I'll get little things and like right now I, we have a box of little things that we bought for my mom um for my nieces they're all at the age they just want money which is great because trying to shop for children so uh, I don't hard. Know the first thing about it so I'm like I remember one time I accidentally bought a gift and that for one of my nieces for like her eighth birthday. And it was like very much, what you get a five-year-old and I was like, I'm not good at this. I'm done. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so for them, I just give them money. Cause that's, I always ask them, um, and I'll get them like little, like they love like, um, gift cards. Cause you know, they can pick out their own stuff. But for my dad, that's, I just asked my mom, I'm like, what, what does dad need? Because if I ask my dad, my dad will say, Oh, just get me some chapstick and some combs from Walgreens. And I'm like, It's a little out of the budget this year, Dad. But no. (laughs) Um, But I. uh, I just don't know what to get him <laughs> so my
1: yeah. dad is such a hard you know like you have those family members that are the worst like you're so hard to buy for because anything yeah. they want they usually just buy for themselves you know like if they're so right. hard to fucking buy for my dad messaged me this year like it was literally like three weeks ago he messaged me he's said, real simple for Christmas this year this is what I want and he sent me like a bunch of fucking letters and I was like dad did you like accidentally like fucking like butt dial text me and he was like yeah I want he wants like these it's like the the like the religious books they're like the book of Enoch and that kind of thing so like the the books in the bible that have been taken out um, and that's basically what he wants for Christmas, and I—that has never happened before. I was like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna get him like first editions," because he's never in my life has he ever messaged me and been like, "Hey, this is what I want for Christmas," because he's so hard to buy for. But my dad's also the guy that's like, "Oh, you know, just get me whatever," and if you don't get him something, he's like, "Oh, I don't even need anything." But if you don't get him something, he's gonna be so salty that you didn't get him oh, something. No. So that is that's literally my dad. So I was like, fuck yeah, I'm gonna get the I'm gonna get these. That's great. So glad you did that. Um I'm a I'm a Cyber Monday shopper. I hate Black Friday. Um oh yeah, yeah. I go though from with my grandmother, my little grandma standing out there with a little umbrella in the uh, rain at two a.m. waiting for to the store trampled. open. So yeah, I done it work as like a bodyguard. But <laughs>
0: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I don't want I tell you what, from a, somebody who worked retail for majority of her life for, like, 17 years, I loved working Black Friday. I'm so glad you did. Really? I absolutely Cause... loved it, mainly because it was always drama-filled. It was always other people arguing over stupid shit. Yeah, and well, I it had sat... to be
2: entertaining.
0: It was very entertaining. Oh, and so... one year I worked at a clothing store, which was when Justice for Kids was still open, Um black friday they did a huge sale and people were fighting over like the limited edition shirts or whatever they had out for christmas yeah. it was the dumbest shit but it was it's the state's biggest mall so of course it was like lying with people i had to get there at three o'clock in the morning before the mall opened yep.
1: well my grandmother is getting older and she is gonna go no matter what so we have to go to protect her because i once watched somebody get a finger bit off over a toaster in a walmart one time <laughs> On Black
2: Friday, swear to God, I—it's what I—I went Black Friday shopping one time, and it was after I graduated college and I was moving into my first apartment, and I went because I was like, it was actually worth it at the time because to get like, um, you know, essentials like a toaster oven and all that kind of stuff that you know, kind of that stuff adds up. So, I mean, I found some good deals, but now I'm a cyber. Monday person, I have one thing on my on my list this year. I want a robot vacuum because let me tell you, trying to keep the fur off the floor. Right? <laughs> I do not have time for that. I get it. So I love Cyber I want to get one it's of those, the best. Yeah, it really is. I, I got Amazon's
0: um, got them on sale right now too, because they're black they're start they're like extending their Cyber Monday and Black Monday Black Friday sales throughout the month of oh, okay. November. It.
2: That's what I need to do because I'm like I, I I'm like, I need to get all right. that's the only thing on my list this year. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I've reached that age, but I'm so excited <laughs> for it. The, the, when you get excited over house appliances, because I, lo- I love it. I, it's the little things though, you know. I got so stoked when my Nespresso, when I got a Nespresso, I was like, this is gonna change my life. I'm finally gonna my shit together. Looks like I need a robot vacuum. <laughs> that's right. me. I'm getting
1: my lives together because I got this coffee box. Okay.
2: Oh it girl, it's all like, coming together. That's, I I tell myself that like, no, this is it. This, this, this vacuum cleaner is going to change my whole life. I do the same (laughs) thing. I
1: literally do the same thing. I'm going to get this new Tempur-Pedic mattress and it's going to change the
2: course of my life forever. Hey, that might actually change your sleep though. That will be worth it. Um, But it's funny though, whenever I, when I say these things to myself, Um when my Peloton came, I text my friends and I was like, This is it. I'm about to be so shredded, you guys don't even know. And then I was like in a Morgan Freeman voice. She would in fact not be shredded. She would be five pounds heavier the next year (laughs) because that's how it goes.
1: (laughs) I wanted a Peloton so bad, but I knew Now I'm just doing actual cycling classes. Like I'm forcing myself to go and in the public with people because I knew that if I got an actual Peloton and I put it in my office, I would never touch that fucking Peloton.
2: Really? I'm the exact opposite. If I tell myself I have to go to a workout class and be around other humans that speak to me, I'm like, oh, I get scared and come. My sister tells me all the time. like, So when I was writing um, Only for Forever because she's a Pilates instructor, I love Pilates, but I've never done former Pilates like on the machine yeah. always wanted to and two studios opened up by me and they had like these um class discounts so I went to the several classes at both studios just so I knew what I was talking about because there is a scene on a Pilates machine and I'm so <laughs> um, to know how this one works <laughs> yeah I was like I don't know so I like tell my sister and she was like the moment someone tries to get to know you in one of those classes you quit going and I was like ah you're right yeah. Thinking of all the gyms that I have stopped going to, so I'm like, Literally. Assuming, like having it in my house though. I'm like, that I'll do that uh, absolutely. Uh, no, I just I will TV. not.
1: I will not. Well, do hey, it. Least, I will leave it alone.
2: At least we both know.
1: But see, the thing is, is like I hate going to public places because it's like, especially when like somebody next to mm-hmm. me is like way more shape, you know. Like, like I want to go. I want to. I want to work out, buddy. That we're gonna go to cycling, but like they're gonna be out of breath too, you know. Like when I say I want to go hiking, right. it's like, yeah, I want to go hiking, but you got to be like huffing and puffing with me. Like you can't be like, let's
2: go for another
1: lap. You know, like when we get up to the top, I'm going to be like, I am going to throw myself off this embankment.
2: That's everyone in Colorado. Seriously. They're like, that you can't just be like, I want to go on a nice casual hike. Yeah. They're like, we're getting up before the sun and we're going up to 14,000 feet. <laughs> And your toes will your toenails will fall off and you'll pee blood. Yeah, no. and I'm like, my God, can't we just <laughs> you'll pee like, blood? I'll chill. be honest. Can I Yeah, like when
1: I was on edibles, I think I probably could have done it. Like my body was so numb to everything. This Colorado and no, I don't like I have done cannabis like prior to going to Colorado. So it's not like it was my first experience, but Jesus fucking Christ, y'all put something in your weed. It it hits it just, different. I was just like this is this is some different shit because when we first got there we like landed and it was Hannah's 21st birthday and we were like oh we're gonna go clubbing like we're gonna you know do that so we stopped by a dispensary first got all the essentials and then went back to the hotel room and we smoked. you ain't going nowhere. (laughs) We smoked, yeah we smoked and, and like you gotta understand that we've been smoking you know, weed since, you know, before weed was, you know, like a okay thing to do. Um, so like, I mean, we had like stashes. Allegedly. Our bed. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. We had, I allegedly, I allegedly had like stashes underneath my bed and buried in like boxes out in the yard. Like we were very legit when it came to it. But <laughs> so it's not the first time we've ever done it. And so we smoked, we smoked a blunt, like we split a blunt in half. And then we took two edibles, which is normally what I do. Like you know, we took two, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna be fine. I could not move out of the hotel room. I you told her if, Yeah, I told her if Michael Myers busted that door to try to kill us, I'd be like, dude, you just gotta let it happen because I could not move, could not move. And we had, I think we had misread the label honestly because it said I thought it said 50 milligram per gummy okay and she had got one that had like 100 milligram per gummy so we had gotten like two different ones it was 500 milligrams per gummy and so we were fucked we were fucked and could not move that whole night so we just slept her 21st birthday and woke up and we were like what happened to us
2: so then yeah, we realized yeah, we had to pace ourselves yeah colorado it'll, weed it'll is not
1: playing games y'all are on some different but... shit over there yeah but
2: plus the altitude yeah, but it was that like really the funnest I've ever you.
1: had in my whole life. So it was fine. But that is our last question for you. Once again, you have been such a phenomenal guest. We love talking to you. Uh, literally every single one of your episodes is always like two hours because we just cannot stop talking to you. I love it. I'm here for I'm it. sorry. I know no, I talk too much, but no, I know it's totally to a good thing for
0: next time.
1: Yeah, it's oh. 100% a good thing. Um, but, um, if you want to let our listeners who have not heard any of your earlier episodes before know where to find you, or if you have anything coming up, uh, the floor is yours for the next little bit.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, I do have a box set relaunching and it's a great way to, I have a lot of new readers this past year or two. So it's a real, I'm just kind of using that as as a way to introduce them, you know, to some of my past work that they haven't read. Um, and I, I'm present in my reader group on Facebook. I try to interact with people do some polls and giveaways and things like that so would love to have people over there following me on instagram as well and it's always under um alexis winter alexis winter author um i am on tiktok but uh after they banned That's me paper. i came back <sighs> i'm better at tiktok i came back <laughs> but they but um i'm too scared to post anything because they'd always flag my stuff and take it down so, I'm like, you gotta ah, speak in code I'm on, on TikTok in order for them to not ban Oh, trust me, I tried. <laughs> I had it so coded that I look, you couldn't even understand what I was saying. <laughs> I just use emojis and, at uh, this point. Just use I emojis. Did. I did. I, I tried, and they still were like, "This is inappropriate." It makes me think that someone's reporting it. It probably so is. I mean, to be
1: honest with, it. it's with you, it's probably getting there, in front of
2: the wrong audience.
1: There is, I cannot tell you how many times, like, I've posted like the word like. Wrath and it's gotten flagged, but then like two videos down, there's like a chick who's in like her underwear, and I'm like, and like she's right. covering her boobs with her hands, and it's like, yes, body empowerment, but like, why can't I fucking post a book talk TikTok? Like, WTF, right mate? It's like this is right. Right. so. But,
2: I know, you know and that's where I'm like, so yeah, I, I'm I'm always um on my socials and email too. I always try to respond to every single email, but. Um, There's some good stuff coming out for me. Like I said, a book and then two new releases uh, back-to-back. Well, yeah, let's be honest. Back-to-back releases probably for the next six months. Um, So, you know, my insanity is going to be at an all-time high, but it's okay. It's worth it.
0: It's fine. Our sign-ups are open. It's going to be great. And
1: we literally cannot wait to see what comes out of what it is that you do. Um, And thank you again for joining us. And we hope
2: to chat with you again soon. Absolutely. Thanks for having me guys. I always have a wonderful time with you ladies.